listen to podcasts of Joe Walsh and Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Top of the morning, Dan and Amy. Got Did you hear that Mike Braun ad during the break? Mike Braun, the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate in Indiana against Joe Donnelly. Yeah. Big pickup opportunity for Republicans. How refreshing is it? How refreshing is it to hear a Republican nominee for Senate in a general election touting that he is pro-life and pro-Second Amendment? Boy. Never hear that in Illinois. Once upon a time you did in this state, and then the Republican Party imploded in upon itself. Uh, President Trump yesterday in an interview with Laura Ingram uh, covered a number of topics. Uh, One that's uh, been relegated to uh, the back pages of late because obviously of these tragic events in Pittsburgh and with the uh, Florida bomber is China and trade. I'm sure a lot of people are noticing the wild ride in the stock market, the wild ride down, generally speaking. Trump was asked about that in the context of uh, China and trade, where things stand with uh, getting a deal done. You see, we're going to win that one. It's going to happen. We're going to win that one. How confident are you about uh, the well, deal? I'd like to make a deal right now. I just say they're not ready. $250 billion additional tariffs if that deal doesn't go through. $250 billion, and I have $267 billion waiting to go if we can't make a deal. Are you optimistic? Scale yeah, of 1 I, to 10. I, I think that we will make a great deal with China, and it has to be great because they've drained our country. We have really helped rebuild China. They've taken up. They've been taking out an average of $500 billion, billion a year for many years. Not going to happen anymore. There is, I mean, even Trump talks about this wrong. They both did. It's not $250 billion in tariffs. It's 10 to 25% tariffs on $250 billion worth of goods. Okay. Thank you for straightening that out. I don't know. The problem is if you listen to the lobotomized D.C. press corps talk enough, you start to talk like them, meaning not knowing what you're talking about. So just to be specific on this, that's sort of an ancillary point to the larger issue of tariffs and trade. Which we'll get to now that we have Mike Braun, Republican nominee for Senate in Indiana. Mike, thanks so much for joining us again. Appreciate it. Hey, good to be on. Uh, and so just get your take on um, on what Trump had to say about uh, thinking that he is going to get a deal done, that we're going to win, in his words, with respect to China. They're just not ready yet. This has been a big issue in uh, your race against Joe Donnelly. It is, and I think all along. I'm a guy that... Uh, in my own uh, markets and businesses that never had the benefit of government props and uh, favoritism, don't want it. Uh, When it comes to the world arena, so much of uh, rebuilding uh, the world after World War II and uh, building trading partners, there were a lot of inequities built in. And I, uh, in the long run, think that we should all be uh, willing to get by without any government uh, favoritism through tariffs. And in the short run, you know, I'm glad that President Trump uh, called it right with the EU in Canada and Mexico and basically has got those turned around, especially Canada and Mexico and the EU. Is, uh, they, they need our markets too much, and now's the time to fix it. Always said the Chinese, uh, they're a tough customer. Uh, they've got the potential to be two, two and a half times the size of our economy decades down the road, and they're staging for that now. And they need us more than we need them. And I think President Trump, uh, unless you use these tools, 
Uh, you're going to see them uh, behave badly, not only through tariffs that they impose, but intellectual property theft, manipulating currencies, subsidizing industries, and dumping. They are an autocratic system that's learned capitalism pretty well. And in the short run, that's a dangerous combination. And thank goodness we got a leader that is actually taking them to task on it. Well, it seems your opponent is uh, losing some steam here as you pick up momentum. The latest poll from CBS News, YouGov, has you uh, four points ahead of the one-term Democratic incumbent. What do you think Indiana voters care about, especially as we're getting down to the wire here? Election Day is one week from today. Well, there have been three main issues that have been at the forefront uh, even since the primary. And it is the cost of health care, more so than the access to it. It's the cost of it. Uh, It's border security. And believe it or not, when we are sporting uh, trillion-dollar deficits annually on top of $22 trillion in debt, people are worried about the soundness and the availability of Social Security and Medicare, especially the ones nearing retirement. So, you know, I weigh in on all three of those issues and uh, have uh, done uh, things in my own business to take on the health care cost crisis and uh, found a way by using uh, consumer-driven market-driven approaches in my own business if covered pre-existing conditions and no cap on coverage, held premiums flat for 10 years, and have created so much savings, changed the behavior of how my employees look at their own health, focusing on well-being, not remediation, was able to lower family health care plans by 1400 bucks a year. They can't believe an entrepreneur has figured that out versus, you know, the Affordable Care Act, which is the Unaffordable Care Act. And I can't wait to debate Joe on that this evening. Other issues, uh, you know, people are concerned about some of the cultural issues. Uh, Joe says he's a Second Amendment defender. Uh, he gets a D from the NRA, and, of course, they're backing me and running commercials to you know, put their money where their mouth is. When it comes to the sanctity of life, uh, Susan B. Anthony, Indiana Right to Life, National Right to Life, Susan B. Anthony has knocked on almost a half million doors in this state for me. Joe gets an F rating. Uh, He's trying to have it both ways. And, you know, I say he blows with the wind. And we are revealing his record that lines up with uh, Schumer and the liberal side of his party. And that's why we're going to win it. Mitch McConnell uh, writing in The Washington Times yesterday, suggesting, well, not suggesting, he's saying it explicitly, The contrast could not be clearer. Democrats are grasping for unhinged attacks. Republicans are continuing to take care of the people's business, checking off one accomplishment after the other. And he talks about, of course, Supreme Court confirmations and uh, job creation, consumer confidence, some of the leading economic indicators of a growing economy, which grew at three and a half percent last quarter. Uh, How central is that sort of presentation that McConnell gives in this op-ed to your contest against Donnelly? I mean, I hope when you distill it to the uh, basic elements here, uh, we've never had an economy that's been more on fire than this one. I've been a small business owner all my life. Uh, Lucky it did grow into a larger company for 37 years. And he is right. And I think voters, even though jobs in the economy are only even with the other three issues I mentioned, that's because it's so good. Uh, I think they've got to put two and two together that, you know, we were heading down the road to a calamity. And thank goodness we've got some new dynamics. 
I think Democrats still think they own the health care issue. They've dumped millions and millions of dollars into my race because they're so afraid that a feisty entrepreneur counts and he's done what, uh, you know, they, they've tried to accomplish through the uh, uh, Unaffordable Care Act, I keep calling it. And the economy, uh, we need to be proud of tax reform. Uh, in my business, uh, that's when in January we took the, you know, prospect of having more of our own money to spend. Isn't that an interesting concept? Mm. Invested it in our employees by lowering family health care plans, enhancing 401k benefits. And I'm so proud of my sons and my daughter when they uh, did the first couple mid-year bonuses in company history. I preach that all the time. If we really want to take, to me, the signature piece of legislation that they gambled as a class divider, uh, enterprises, employers, invest in your employees. People will quit looking to a broken institution, the federal government, which is all the Democrats have to sell, and they don't have the nerve to actually pay for it. They're willing to borrow from future generations. So never been a more exciting time uh, for me as an entrepreneur, a guy from the private sector. Uh, I just had a three-year stint in our state legislature, did some stuff on infrastructure, Indiana is a functional state, proud of it. I wouldn't be running if it would be a President Hillary Clinton. I'd be hunkered down in southern Indiana trying to survive. We've got two more years and then four years between 2020 and 2024 to get it right, and I'm excited to be part of it. I uh, wanted to, to get your take on the uh, immigration issue, the latest, of course, being the caravan, plus the, this morning's announcement by President Trump that he is going to move to end birthright citizenship. Uh, this is, you know, enthusiasm differences between the two parties can turn out to be determinative in close electoral contests. And uh, the number one issue on the minds of Republicans, according to most of the public opinion surveys, has been immigration. And so I wonder, uh, as a U.S. senator, how you would deal with the caravan. Do you think President Trump is generally dealing with it appropriately? Well, thank goodness we have somebody that is making that a big deal. Uh, obviously, the other side uh, believes they'll benefit by having a leaky border. And even many conservative Democrats and independents, when you see the image of an armada headed to bust through your border with that brazen uh, approach that is based upon years and years of being able to get in. And then when you get here, uh, you have a hearing and you're released. Uh, you know, here, to me, this is the accumulation of decades of letting people know there are no real consequences and that we don't have a secure border. So what the president is doing resonates with Hoosiers. They know we have to have a secure border. And then we've got to start uh, fixing all the things that have been associated with it. And I think with birthright and other issues, he is sending a signal that it's no longer business as usual. Hoosiers love it. That's the essence of why I want to join the team, because it looks like we're addressing things that we just kicked down the road. And both sides of the aisle have been guilty. Has, uh, has, you know, I think has Joe Donnelly taken a position on the caravan? Because it's it's very difficult to find a Democrat in a competitive race anywhere in this country that is willing to address that issue in any substantive way. He kind of uh, just talks about, for instance, uh, wanting to fund, uh, you know, a, a border wall. And he'll do things that are kind of deflecting off of the issue. 
he's caught, uh, caught in a very tough place. He takes all his marching orders on significant legislation, and even when that would occur, how could you trust Joe Donnelly to actually follow through on anything that he says when he's been lockstep with Chuck Schumer from tax reform to Obamacare, the Iranian deal, uh, funding Planned Parenthood, and we saw his true colors where he could have really made a statement when he dug in and voted against Judge Kavanaugh. I mean, his record is 100% with the liberal side of his party whenever something comes to the floor where it's a significant vote. You can't count on him, and he'll say stuff that kind of touts himself as being middle of the road, uh, who's your common sense. I mean, when he moved from New York years ago to come to Indiana, you know, his values, I think, were formed early, and the fact that he's let Chuck Schumer run his campaign for him based on lies and distortions, that's the Joe Donnelly I wouldn't trust. Uh, He'll, in his ads and his statements, always make it appear like he's going to jump in, you know, on our side. He never has on any significant piece of legislation. Well, they say in that recent ad that he, you know, is supportive of Trump's border wall. But is that, is there any (laughs) truth to that? I think that is because uh, when is that going to actually come into a real vote that would be significant beyond the little bit that's been assigned to it so far? Uh, And that's a politician. That's a career politician saying something in Indiana, when it comes to voting, he'll get his instructions from Chuck Schumer because his record has shown that on any important piece of legislation. You mentioned Indiana is a stable state, and I wonder how much what's happened at the state level, uh, starting with Mitch Daniels and then Pence and Holcomb, but also, since you were one, the uh, ultimately Republican-controlled state legislature under Mitch Daniels going forward, how much the turnaround of Indiana at the state level under Republican, conservative reform, Republican leadership informs voters' choices for a federal office like U.S. Senate? I think that should mean a lot. You know, I always say if you really want to look at what somebody's going to do in the next endeavor, look at one's record. And Joe, from the time he got here, was running for office unsuccessfully. Uh, he did a little bit in the real world, I think, practice law, his trade. That's not involved that's not, in a family. That's not a, that's not an <laughs> accept, that? that's not a legitimate job, being an attorney. I, I, I'll let you say that. <laughs> and uh, in his family business, his only thing he's done in the real world, you know, he shipped jobs to Mexico and imported directly from China. So, and then he's been a career politician ever since. Uh, I think Indiana is a state that works. You know, I was not going to run for a third term. We actually addressed infrastructure. We are the envy of the country that we have a long-term road funding plan. Uh, we are the crossroads of America. And I'm a guy that believes if you're doing something tangible with revenue, uh, where you actually get something for a tax dollar, and especially when our infrastructure was headed south uh, and had been for many years, and now and we crafted a great in-state program, the Community Crossing Grants, which gets locals They always wanted the state to pay for everything, just like states want the feds to pay for everything. It's a 50-50, you know, uh, sharing of expenses. I love it. It's a classic uh, conservative principle. Put skin in the game so you can measure the cost of something. That was the essence of the bill that I have authored uh, for regional infrastructure. We've got it teed up in my neck of the woods for a road project we've talked about for 40 years, again, involving our own skin in the game. It lets us control some of the destiny. All concepts Democrats 
never pay any attention to. They want it from the top down, from a broken federal government that has no business doing anything when you're running trillion-dollar deficits annually. He is uh, Mike Braun. He beat uh, two Republican incumbents in the primary. He's poised to beat a third Republican incumbent in one election, a third incumbent, I should say, in one election cycle. Mike Braun, Republican nominee for U.S. Senate, future United States Senator from Indiana. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck on Election Day. Thanks for having me on. Bye-bye. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer.